Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? Welcome to the final pod of the week. Final hoorah of week 11. And uh, not to mention, how many buys and sells do we have left? Sheesh. Probably not know. a ton with trade deadlines. What do we do? What do we do with this show? I don't remember. I think we just keep doing buys and sells. No, I think there's something else that we do, but I don't. Uh, we'll find out. We figured this out. This is probably yeah. something fun. We could probably split the weekly recap show. Oh, that's what we probably sh- should do. Buyers. That would make more sense. But anyway, maybe we'll do maybe we'll do uh Sunday previews. Uh oh. games, maybe. Uh maybe. but we'll we'll see. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh but buys and sells, it's almost your trade deadline. You know, uh, we'll take you out probably till the playoffs in terms of the trade deadline and, and buys and sells. Um but we're gonna try to help you improve your rosters going into some of these uh some of these uh, uh you know trade deadlines and some of the rest of the season that you have to help improve your roster to get ready for the playoffs um most of the time like some of these guys may have good schedules some of them not some of them have breakout upside rest of season stuff like that maybe league winning upside stuff like that but um i will say stuff like that a hundred thousand times in my brain and it'll be freaking hella confusing. I said it think three times in that whole sequence of sentences. And it was still confusing. No, it was still confusing. So anyway, um, but we will get some buys and sells to you. You want to focus on uh, matchups late in the season uh, when you're making trades because mm. if you can find players with some good matchups down the stretch, uh, that will really help your, your playoff production. I also like to, with waiver wire, time and maybe i should talk about this on the waiver wire show but to, if you have some roster space start start getting prepared and picking up some guys with some easy schedules and stuff like that down the stretch there it is again got it i gotta stop saying that phrase stuff like that <laughs> sorry bro what a disaster did i say our names i don't even know i i i don't know either. it doesn't matter oh, well name was names were on the screen at some point Exactly. Uh, before we jump into buys and sells, check out our website, fantasygymnast.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, please leave your review and share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below any questions you may have. Um, man, what an intro. I know. It took a while, but we got there. We, got, <laughs> we did somehow arrive at our location. Uh, after four minutes of rambling. It's all right, bro. It's the last, just, last I, show of the week. I get to the end of the week, and I'm just like ready to... I'm ready to take a nap on the weekend and then watch football. Right. Eat unhealthy for a, a whole day. Right. And just watch. Yeah, Sundays are great, but at the end of Sundays, I always feel awful because I just don't oh, do anything. Enough. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, all I did was watch football today. It's great. It's wonderful. But anyway... Uh, let's improve your rosters. We'll start with the buys, go to the sells, um, and we're going to start with the number one buy. And I, th- I think a player that I'm going to be all all on board with in the off season. 
Um, I'm already mm-hmm. starting 2023 fantasy football, getting freaking getting nice. your big board ready. Yeah, I'm getting my big board ready, my top 200, and uh, Kadarius Tooney is high on that list. Um, obviously, he got traded from the New York Giants to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I've heard many people refer to him as a Tyreek Hill-like player in terms of his shiftiness and his you know ability to create after the catch. Um, and you could see that when he was with the Giants. You've seen that a little bit in some of his opportunities for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, obviously, he doesn't have the field-stretching portion of Tyree Kill's game, which probably can be developed, but he's not going to add the speed aspect of it because he's not as fast as Tyree Kill. Um, but he's a very shifty receiver. He does have a, a little bit of a difficult schedule down the stretch of the season. But I don't think that matters when you play for the Kansas City Chiefs, to be honest with you. Like <laughs> if, if you're a main weapon for the Chiefs, are you concerned? Um, no. The only game so like I'm looking at his schedule. Um like the Bengals game is considered a hard matchup. I wouldn't yeah. worry about that. Houston is considered a hard matchup. No, I wouldn't no. worry about that either. Seattle's, Seattle's kind of mid. I wouldn't worry about that. Denver is the only one that I, I'm a little concerned about because they actually have a real like top three NFL defense. Yeah, and you have and Patrick Sertan is in a top three or four corner in the league. Right. But outside of the Denver games, I'm really not worried about the schedule. Yeah. Um, so as far as schedule, I mean it's not it's not ideal. I'll say that. Um sure. But this week he had forty four percent of the snaps, so he was up uh, up a little bit on the nine percent, just just a smidge, uh, uh-huh. and he had uh, five targets, four catches, fifty-seven yards, a touchdown. He also had uh, two rushing attempts for thirty-three yards. It's very obvious when you watch the Chiefs that they're trying to find ways to get uh, Kadarius Tooney the ball, um, and you can kind of tell, like, you know, like. Tooney's not, at least in these two games, that he's not all there when it comes to their, like, offense yet. Yeah. Um, like, he hasn't learned, you know, all of the ins and outs. He has a lot to learn. And, and he doesn't know the ins and outs of the offense yet. But you can tell there are specific times where they throw him on the field and they've designed a play specifically for him um, and they call it and get him the ball. Right. Um, so I, I think as he continues to learn and as he continues to figure things out with Kansas City, um, his snap percentage will increase and his route tree will increase and all of that stuff. Like he's not going to continue just taking dump offs and slants the entire time. Um, but he, he there was there was a play in last Sunday's game, if you watch the Kansas City Chiefs, where he caught it and it looked like he was down out of bounds. Uh-huh. And then he like juked around one defender on the sidelines yep. and then spun around another and broke a tackle. I was like, what the heck, man? Yeah, he's ridiculous. I'm like, this guy is ridiculous after the catch. So, but re- I say all of this because I think Kadarius Tooney's a buy. And I think if you wait till this, if you wait after this Sunday, you're not yep. going to be able to buy him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I That's think this fair. is, I think this week against the Chargers is it gonna is going to be an explosion game for him. I could, I could definitely see that. I mean, there's also a good chance that Juju. Is out this week yep. with a concussion. There's a chance that McCole Hardman misses this week. 
he has an abdominal injury and uh, they didn't practice on Thursday. (laughs) So um, it's very interesting. If if both those guys are out, Tooney is probably outside of Kelsey, their top receiving option. option, I think maybe MVS, but Tooney's going to get the more, I think explosive plays, uh, maybe even the most targets. Yeah. If that happens, it's going to be way too late to buy him. And I agree. I mean, I just I, I like the player, and he's playing on the Chiefs, so it's like <laughs> it's it's a heck of a combo. And um, it's going to be hard, really hard to buy him after this week. I think people who have him are going to be on the the high with him too. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're not able to get him this week, you're gonna and you still want to get him, you're gonna have to really overpay. So you got to do it now while you can. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I do, I do think like, like they brought MVS in as like a field stretcher. Yeah, as like a field stretcher. But I don't, I don't think they had an intention for him to have like a massive role on the team. I don't think so either. Um, I, I know like when they brought Juju in, you know the role for Juju, like slot. Right. Sammy Watkins, what he did with the Chiefs when he was healthy for like three years. Like that's what they bring him in to do. And he's done that and stayed for the most part pretty healthy. And then you have Hardman, who is another field stretcher on the outside and probably understands the offense the most at the receiver position. But outside of that, there really wasn't anything else. I think they bring Tooney in or Tony, I probably should say. I keep saying Tooney and I spell his name T O O N E Y. And that's Tune. dead wrong. It's it's Tony. Um but they bring Tony in, and I think I think the intention with him is like Hardman. We know what he is. Juju's old. Uh, MVS is is kind of old, and it's like I think they they're bringing Tony in to be the guy in the receiving yep. core. I think they're bringing him in to be that guy, and like you can see just through you know the forty four percent of the snaps, he's already got five targets. So it's like. There's a huge chance that Kadarius Tooney is is the guy for the Kansas City Chiefs, and and it's just to me it's it's when that happens. It's not a matter of if; it's when. And like, what's the timeline for that? Like, is it going to happen this week, next week, this season, or next year? I'm inclined to believe the full breakout will happen next year, but yeah, we can hope. I, like, because I don't know, is he? My one of my concerns is like, is he ever? At least rest of this season, is he going to get to a point where he's playing mm-hmm. like a 85, 90% snap percentage? I or is he going to hang so. around like 50, 60? I think he'll hang around 50 or 60. But if yeah. he keeps doing what he did on Sunday, and just the sh- like, if you put stuff like that on film, where right, he like, right. he like adjusts his glove, like that's not a skill set, but like he adjusted his glove and then made a ridiculous catch. And right. it's like, Great catch. He had, uh, you know, a a play where uh, they gave him an end around. Um, and he got 30, 30, I think it was 30 yards on it. Yeah. And then he had another play where he broke a tackle on the sidelines and or broke two tackles on the sidelines after a catch. So it's like he's putting enough on tape where they're like, all right, if we give this guy 90% of the snaps and he knows what he's doing on the field, um, like, we want to get him the ball and and get him the ball a lot because we know he's going to make plays when he has it in his hands. And, you know, Andy Reid's a smart enough offensive coach to see that. It's just a, like if it's not clicking in his head, they can't put him on the field 90% of the time. So it's like right. if he's not getting what they're doing offensively, then it's going to be tough. 
But love Kadarius Tooney rest of the season. Love him next year on the train. Are you on the train as much as I'm on the train? Uh, I think I don't know if if I quite am on it as much you as like you. Tony are, than, I, you like Tony more than I did. I know. I I'm, I'm definitely on the train. And now he's on the Chiefs, bro. I know. I know. Maybe not this year, but next. It year. just it makes me so sad because I was just looking at his player history and in, in the home league. My I drafted him, and he was on your team, and then he was on my team. I picked him up and I dropped him like four days before he uh got traded to the I, Chiefs, I and then I went to go pick him up again. And he was on your team. I need to like you. People need to listen more, like our videos more, so that uh, Rick and I can um, can blow this thing up, make a ton of money, and and buy a studio. In, in that studio, I'm just going to set up cameras everywhere, so that when these things happen, they can be fully recorded for you guys to see. Um, and it would have been a great moment for Rick and I if we were together trying to pick up Kazarian Suni together. I'm pissed. Oh man, that was wonderful. We both had him uh, in our queue to pick him up, and Rick decided to do some checking first. <laughs> some reading. Literally lost me the player. Lost him the player because he just he by checked. reading the I'm full like, message. This, I'm just going to pick him up and figure it out later. <laughs> He'd be starting for me right now too, probably my second flex. Hey, it is what it is. I but think. anyway, enough on Tony or Tony, wherever you want to say it. Let's talk about Christian Watson, uh, number two on the buys list here. Uh, this is also a player. Now, pre-recorded Thursday night yeah, he, happened, so we don't know what playing, happened. Right. I hope he had a breakout. What if he tore his ACL? But, Rick, tell us why Kadarius Tooney. Uh, I'm still on him. I'm still on Tony. I'm Fix. still saying his name wrong. It's I don't blame on. you. Uh, Christian, <laughs> tell us why Christian Watson's a buy. Man, I, it's hard to do this with Watson um, playing on Thursday night because we have not seen the results of that, mm-hmm. and we could look really dumb by saying – He's a great buy, and then he gets like one face uh, point. We will look dumb. Yeah, and I think it's possible. Like, there's people that have compared him to Gabe Davis, where like he's gonna he's a field stretcher, so he's gonna make those big plays, and then he'll get three face points. Mm-hmm. But what I do like about Watson, which is different than Gabe Davis, is um, mm-hmm. at least for the foreseeable future, he's probably Rogers' his favorite target right now. I don't think. Um, Sammy Watkins or Robert Tanyan or um, who's 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 the practice squad guy they picked up that everybody was hyped about? Oh, I don't know. Um, was it that Tomray guy? Yeah, Tomray. Tomray. Yeah, I don't think he's doing much. Um, so that really leaves Watson and then Lazard. And Lazard is a good player, but he's not going to be like the Stefan Diggs, right? He's not taking twelve targets a game. And I think Lazard will have good weeks and he's going to be security blanket, but he's not going to be like the, the focal point of the offense. And I think Watson has a chance to be that his upside is just through the roof where he can be the guy. Cause Romeo Dobbs, I think is out. It was four to six weeks, two weeks ago. So it's still two to four weeks, probably at least until they're by. Um, so Watson has a real chance to kind of take over this offense and um, do a lot of big things with it. And I've seen, um, some reports, or not really reports, but people who watch the film and our Packers guys say that they like reviewed the game to see if it was like a fluke or whatever, right. and how that worked. And they were all super excited about Watson saying like he was open a lot, and if he just doesn't drop passes, he's <laughs> he's in line for monster weeks upcoming. So, um, he he's someone who could be boom or bust, but the boom is definitely there. 
in a way that um, you should probably buy him now because, you know, they have a buy upcoming. And then after that, Romeo Dobbs comes back and we'll see how that goes and how that plays out. Mm. Um, but if you buy him now and utilize him for at least the next couple of weeks, uh, I think you'll be in line for some big leagues. The other thing I like to mention, did you mention his playoff schedule? I did not. Go ahead. Rams, Miami, Minnesota. All been easy matchups uh, for the wide receiver position this year. Um, sucks that he has the bye in week 14. Yeah, that's really sad. That but I, I think I noticed a lot of things about the Packers on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Something changed. Yeah. Because they sucked in the game. Like, the Packers offense wasn't moving the ball great. <laughs> right. They still weren't moving the ball great. But they had a comeback. They won the game. Watson had three touchdowns, and Packers. I mean, uh, and Aaron Rodgers smiled. Yeah, it reminded me of the Bucks a few weeks ago when Brady finally, you know, finalized his divorce with Giselle and had that whole situation over with. And they were playing bad in the game, and he got to the end, and he had one final good drive to win the football game, and. There was a smile on his face. He gets to the post-game press conference, and he said, that was effing cool. And right. like You could just tell there was something changing for him in the Bucks, and then they won last week, and the offense played a little better. So I think something clicked here for the Packers, and I think Rodgers in his head realized, I have a guy. Yeah. I got a guy. Like, I can get this player the football. I can trust him to do what I want him to do. And he didn't even like catch wise play great. Christian Watson. Yeah, he, he, he could have been. Catches. He had two wicked easy drops, so he so, should have had six catches. But. but I think there's a situation here where Rodgers could look at Christian Watson and be like, "Okay, I like Alan Lazard. I'll try to give him the ball." He kind of reminds me of like Randall Cobb, who is still on the football team, by the way. But he kind of reminds right. me of like a player that I can rely on when I need him. But right. this kid, Christian Watson is he's good. And if we get him the ball, he can make plays. He can do great things with it. He, he you know, he'll figure it out. Uh-huh. We just got to get past the drops. And I think now that he's realized that, he'll probably start to target Christian Watson more. And if and when that does happen, right, which it happened this week where he had eight targets, you're going to see some monster games for Christian Watson. Um, and against Tennessee this week, he has a freaking easy matchup. Um, obviously, they already played the game, so I hope this is just a continuation of Christian Watson's well, big, well, big games. We'll, but. <laughs> we'll uh, post this on Friday or Saturday or whatever, yeah. and then uh, yeah. Rodgers on Thursday is going to have like six interceptions, and Watson's oh, going to yeah, have one catch gonna for two fantasy points. You all are going to yeah. laugh at me for my, my long it's, model. It's just what's probably going to happen. But, but I point is, I would get this player before something like that happens. Even if it doesn't happen on Thursday night against Tennessee, I want mm. Christian Watson before that happens. Because at Fair. some point this season, it's going to happen. Um, and so, uh, you know, he's too good of a player not to do that. He's fast and he's 6'5". <laughs> Like yeah, that's usually a good combo. It's usually a good combo. Metcalf was fast in six five as well, or I think right. he, isn't he like six 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 or something yeah. stupid? But anyway, uh, yeah, I think so. He's huge. I just want to say too on sleeper they've updated like uh, in the beginning of the week. You know, it says says uh, mm-hmm. where they have him, uh, where they have players rated. I guess going into weeks. Yeah. 
Uh, he was ranked like wide receiver 40 something and he was projected at eight points. Mm-hmm. He's now up to projected 11 points and he's wide receiver 26. Mm-hmm. So he's climbing up. I was waiting for Tooney to move up too, but whatever. <laughs> but get these two guys. They were also probably like uh waiver wire pickups. So yep. if you didn't get the opportunity to pick them up, like should pick them up. You got it. You should pick them up and you should probably trade for them. Let's talk about the last guy. You know all about this guy. Plenty of fantasy teams with him. Travis Etienne, number three. Buy. Just buy. Yeah. We told you 17 times this year. Just buy. I was going to say, is it almost too late to buy him? Or you think I was going to say that, but then if you look at his last couple games. True. True. Did he have a good game this week? I can't even remember. I don't think he went crazy. Um, Hold on. I'm trying to pull. I think he had double digit face points, but. Yeah. So Travis Etienne had 10 points this week, 26 the last week. Um, He had a tough week this week against Kansas City. He was a, a good run defense. I think this is a good like buy low opportunity because he has had since they gave him the starting role a bunch of monster games and this week it was kind of like the game script went negative on him. And yeah. Obviously they they got to a point where like obviously he had 3 catches in the game for 28 yards but they couldn't just keep dumping it to the running yeah. back. Yeah. I mean they had four game. yeah, Lawrence threw the ball 40 times this week. So, so it's like it. it just wasn't a game where they were going to run it 20 times with Travis Etienne like they had in previous weeks. Um, and I think the same thing might happen against Baltimore unless the game is close. Like if Jacksonville keeps games close, that's when ETN plays his best. If they're in the lead or it's really close, they get ETN like heavily involved. If it's just if they're just getting blown out and they have to throw it, that's always a negative game script for any running back. Unless your name is Christian McCaffrey or you know, I'm trying to think of another pass catching running back. Um, Alvin Kamara, Sickle Barkley, I don't know. Yeah. So, but Travis Etienne, good pass catching running back. I just, I think when things go, when they, when you're losing that bad, you have to throw it downfield. You can't keep dumping it yeah. off to the running back and hope for the best. So, uh, and then I think there's also, there were also situations in the game where they were, they have this guy, Jamal Agnew, who isn't a running back. He's a receiver, a slot receiver. And, but they keep throwing him at running back when they have pass catching downs. Um, very strange. It only happens like six times a game. But I noticed this week when they were in hurry up offense against the Chiefs, they kept throwing this guy out there. When you're in hurry up, you can't swap out like the right. running back. You're trying to get move the ball down the field. So it's like they put Agnew out for the first play. And I'm like, great, ETN's not playing the rest of this drive. Yep. So, Unless it was an incompletion or something. The game script was negative, but the reason why I bring that up is because I think this is an this is a buy opportunity or buy window for uh, Travis Etienne right before the deadline because he has his bye week this week um, and he has uh, he, he didn't have a great game against Kansas City. So what you can offer people is to take his bye week. Like, mm. I'll take his bye week this week uh, and, and suffer the consequences of that um, and give you a player who maybe who's already had their bye or, or something like that, and then it'll help them. Because you're at the point in the season where you have to win games to make the playoffs. Yeah. And if you don't and you'll still need to give up players, a lot, but that might be able to be enough of uh, an entice to some people who yeah. need to maybe win out, yep. um, or they'll be willing to at least deal him. Right. Um, but you, you still won't be able to go cheap. You're going to have to pay a heavy price. Yeah. But he's a guy who's, um, at this point, he's a top 10 running back. So, yeah. Um, you should treat him as such. And I don't know if everybody does, especially maybe some casual people don't really view him as an RB1, um, even the way he's been playing yeah. the last couple of weeks in that role. So uh, definitely go get ETN. 
Uh, can I say some honorable mentions real yeah, quick? Yeah, go ahead. DeAndre Swift, I think. Yes, sir. Um, even though it's super gross, and I don't know if Dan Campbell is ever going to give him full work, uh, I would still buy him because he's just so cheap. And then uh, you might not agree with this one, but David Montgomery, I think with Khalil Herbert David going on IR, his schedule's Swiss cheese, at least this upcoming week. Um, I think uh, he could be a good buy. At least a DFS stash, maybe a, uh, maybe a good start as well. Okay, fair enough. Let's talk about some sells. All right, let's do it. Uh, you didn't take this guy off the list, but we'll talk about him anyway. Um, quickly, Najee Harris. Uh, what yeah, a disappointment. Man. Uh, this year has been for him and and the Steelers suck. I'm glad I backed off the train in the off season because yeah, in the like, beginning of the off season I was I was in on it. I think we both had I, him right around like RB seven six or something. I dropped him down to I think ten oh, okay. before the yeah. draft, but, which is um, still top ten. But like in the early part of the season, he had 10, 13, 13, and then seven six twelve eleven eleven nine. Like his his floor is ten points. The problem with the Steelers and the problem with Najee Harris is this is what he did last year, right? These 10, mm. 11, 12 point games. The difference is he scored touchdowns. Yeah. He had touchdowns. This year, he has three. Right. So, and not to mention that he would have games where Big Ben um, yeah, would literally just dump it off to him like 10 times. He had games last year where he had like seven or eight catches. Yeah, this year he has P- like two six target games, and that's it. Yeah, and in PPR, like that matters. Last year he had seventy four receptions. Uh, I believe he's on pace for like forty five this year. So, um, still catches passes, but that number is way less than what it was. Yeah. Um, which for PPR matters, especially if you're not going to mm-hmm. score touchdowns either, yeah. and then you're inefficient on the ground. So, it kind of leaves a hole. But yeah. I don't even know if you can sell him at this point, but if you I mean, can, I think he, I think he can be like, like, like if I had the opportunity to, like, I didn't have any running backs. I had the opportunity to trade for Najee Harris, and somebody was desperate enough where they were like, "All right, I'm done. <laughs> See you later." Yeah, but I can you say, trade him and get anything worth down the some stretch, value? This is his schedule: Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Atlanta, Baltimore, Carolina, Las Vegas, and Baltimore again. He has some easy matchups in that stretch of games. Like mm. his beginning season stretch. You're saying he's a buy. Cincinnati. I'm not. I'm not at all. But he had Cincinnati. <laughs> You're saying this like, is your selling point is, to other people. Just the selling point to other people. I I don't think like the Steelers' offense isn't good, and it might be good next year when Pickett has a second year under his belt. They needed some help on the offensive. They need line some. Too. They need a ton of help on the offensive line this offseason. But. I think that's really all they need to do. Like Pickett in his second year, I think will be better. And mm. I think they just need to improve the offense. There's a chance they might get rid of their off- offense coordinator too. But. Yeah. And, but all that being said, Najee will be better at some point. Najee will be better and they will start to utilize him more efficiently. I just think at this point, like you're looking at Najee Harrison, like even this week, he had 20 carries, 99 yards, 4.9 yards a carry, like very good game. Nine, yeah, he did have a good game this week. Nine nine fantasy. That's game points. of the year. Probably his most efficient game of the year. He had only yeah. had one. I, he only had one catch. Not he didn't even catch it. He had one target. One. Yep. Ninety nine yards. Yeah. So it's tough. It's just tough, and in, in PPR leagues, it's tough to overcome something like it's, that. So that's kind of what Damian Pierce is standard been doing. leagues. But you're rejoicing. It's a great standard. A good, solid season, but. So, but for me, it's like, do do we expect the touchdowns to change? And I will say no. Yeah, 
I'd probably say. So with that being said, you can sell him with that pitch though, and be like, listen, like he's getting ten points a game. He just hasn't scored touchdowns. When the touchdowns start coming in, you know he'll be he'll be a good. But I just I I think it's better to sell the name and aspects of that instead of holding him and hoping that he's good because I think the chances of him being good and the chances of you getting something good in return for him, I think that aspect is higher than you just holding him and waiting. So um, I would yep. sell Najee. I still think he's sellable. I still think he's sellable. He hasn't been great this year at all, but sellable. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr. This is an interesting yeah. one because I actually saw a buy list today mm-hmm. on Fantasy Pros that said to buy him. Yeah. I thoroughly disagree. Jeff Wilson is, I think they want to utilize him like as the feature back. I don't think he is that good. Like, I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a feature back on a football team. I think seven yards per carry. I think he can be in stretches of time, right? Yeah. Like he was with San Francisco, but I just don't think that he is that type of player. He also has, he's 27 years old. Like, for Dynasty, obviously, that's terrible. But, like, I feel like this guy is just a walking, like, I'm going to get hurt. I mean, maybe. Uh, the Dolphins scheme, man, it's at San Francisco it's East. Insane. But he – so, but the games that he's played, Chicago, Cleveland, he has a bye week this week, and then he plays Houston next week. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, those are just some easy, easy games right. for him. Right, But then you have – after the Houston game, you have San Francisco, you have a Buffalo game, you have the Patriots in Week 17, and there's only really, like, it's it's like three tough, tough games, three easy games down the stretch. Like, to me, you have two hard games in the playoffs. And it's like... That's tough. I, I just, like, I would take these 16 and 22-point performance and these fantasy people who are losing their mind over Jeff Wilson and sell that now and get something that'll help your team down the stretch of the season. I don't oh, yeah. want the schedule and I don't necessarily want the player down the stretch because he is a walking injury and all of the extra baggage that comes along with Jeff Wilson. If you sell him now and get something good for him, if he does have a good down the stretch of the season, then that's fine. Like it is what it is, but just make sure what you're getting is good. You know what I mean? Right. It's not a bad idea to sell him. Well, the thing with Jeff Wilson is like, it might, we might be a week early on this cause he might light up Houston. Yeah. Um, but I do agree, with, and I've seen I saw somebody on Twitter say that um, uh-huh. rest of season rankings he's putting Jeff Wilson in his top twelve Ooh. for running backs. Whoa! And I just like See, I don't, that's who you can <laughs> sell it to. There are people who are like that, yeah. and I don't You're I don't losing. love that. And even if Wilson is like the guy in the backfield, I don't think yeah. um, that just eliminates Mostert as mm-hmm. um, many people know. <laughs> the way Mike McDaniel has right. loved Mostert. He's still going to carve a role in the offense, and he played good this week, so um, they're going to be involved. But what what's interesting, with, like Jeff Wilson, is all the things you said is true. And I would also add that um, I think they've been in a lot of positive game scripts, a lot of positive game scripts lately. Yeah. Um, and in his two games with the Dolphins, the Bears, and Browns, they were winning those games mm-hmm. the entire way for the most part, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that might continue with Houston, but then with the 49ers, with the Chargers, with the Bills, um, even maybe the Packers and Patriots, I don't think they're going to be winning those games by like 20 points in the third quarter, right? right. Like those are going to be competitive games where 
chances are at least some of those they're going to be losing playing from behind playing in negative game scripts and i think that affects jeff wilson a lot where he's not going to be getting um these 20 plus touch games like he did this last week against cleveland and he might against houston um so because of that i would i would definitely sell him to one of those people that think he's an rb1 going forward again i wouldn't even mind waiting a week or two because he's got houston after the bye so if you're willing to wait on it and you want to play him against Houston, mm-hmm. fine. Or sell him now and get ahead of it. You can do that too. But I, I definitely think he's on the sell radar hard for the people that are very Jeff Wilson people. I think we might have one of those guys in our league, potentially, <laughs> potentially the guy who has him, mm-hmm. which would explain his uh, recent Desire. trade for him. Yeah. His his love of Jeff yeah. Wilson. Um, all right. Let's talk about the final buy. I sure. mean, the final sell. Final sell. Playoff Lenny, Leonard Fournette. I think he's been on this list before, um, but this week he didn't have a bad game. No, he had a touchdown. Saved the game. Um, I, I want to note the snap percentage. Twenty-nine percent. Yep. Rashad White took that backfield against the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Rashad White is a good buy. Leonard Fournette lost his job. In week 10 like of the 2022 fantasy football season. Um, it hasn't showed fully on the... Unless their plan is to uh, hold Lanning. Obviously, they don't can't trade him, can't get rid of him. Um, so the, the Bucks are obviously going to hold him. Unless their plan is rest of season to try to get White the ball, see if they got something in the kid, and then uh, reserve Leonard Fournette for the postseason. Yeah, um, and I could see that. And, and that could very well be the plan. Because he had 14 carries, 57 yards. Um, 15 touches in the game so like it wasn't like he wasn't getting opportunity but the big thing about Leonard Fournette was that early in the season when he was doing well he was getting pass catching work he was getting rushing work all of it was working together and he was having some really good games I think he was like a top 10 top eight running back in fantasy football for he's still RB9 in PPR he's, yeah he's still RB9 in PPR um, but now that he has kind of lost his job uh, just due to straight inefficiency and running the football right um I think there's going to be opportunities for him, obviously, but Rashad White now looks to be the guy in the backfield, at least in the short term. So what I would do is, even though like he's been good on the season, like you can, he's had a nine point game, oh, a yeah. point game, which are two busts. But you look at the rest of his games, and it's like, okay, great. this is sellable. So like this is an asset that you can sell. Um, you know, give somebody in your league a player that you know, okay, this guy, Rick literally projected it last week. He was like, ah, this, you know, they said uh, the the beat reporters, your underground sources over here <laughs> reported that Leonard Fournette wasn't going to start and it was going to be Rashad White and what happened. So um, I don't know. Anything from the underground sources this week? Uh, I, no, I did. I did see one report that said um, that White is going to, I think, remain the starter even if okay. Fournette comes back. So, but I don't know. I don't think it's like, it's, it's not like white is fully taking over. It's more yeah. like a 60, 40 or right. 70, 30. Uh, it's still going to be a split backfield, but uh-huh. white is going to be the guy that gets more work. So you should absolutely sell for net. And yes, the numbers have been good. PPR, PPR wise, uh, fantasy wise, he has been good, yeah. but in the real NFL watching the games Fournette has been not good at all this year. He's averaging like three yards a carry. Yeah. He has sucked. It's been gross. Um, it's been really gross. But because of his pass catching and his touchdowns, 
people are like, oh, Leonard Fournette, he's great. And they just look at the the fantasy points. So because of that, you can sell him. Absolutely, you can still sell him. I think um, there's going to be people that are concerned about White's usage from mm-hmm. last week, but you can blame it on the hip injury. Be like, well, he he's battling the hip. Yeah, the hip um, hurts. Even though he was getting outtouched before that happened. So, um, but you don't you don't have to say that part. But uh, I think Fournette's a great sell, and yeah. you can get I think a real package for him still. When in reality, he's probably going to drop down a lot. Yeah, um, he could still be fantasy relevant because uh, it's Brady, and you know yeah. he just needs to get out there, get a touchdown, or four or five receptions. Save his, like this um, week, he he would have had like five points, but he yeah. ends up with eleven because he scored a touchdown. Yeah, but uh, he could still get some pass catching. But he's not going to be um, he's not going to be RB nine, which is right now where he is in fantasy points, mm-hmm. or nowhere near that. So Fournette is a great sell. Um, and you should do it now before it's too late. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, the other, the final note I'll make on Lenny too is that the the response is going to be, oh well, he had a hip injury, and I'm like, that happened in the third quarter. Uh, that's not. <laughs> it why actually happened, I think, in the fourth. Oh yeah. So when, like, when but was... but to me, it's like it's not even that didn't affect. It like, didn't. It, obviously, nope. it affected the snap percentage. Pretty a sure. Bit. Didn't White start the game like the first drive of the game? Yes. Or, yeah. Wait. Yeah, but like it, obviously that did affect the snap percentage, so it should be like right around forty percent. But if you look at yeah. it from a whole game, like it didn't take him out of the game in no. terms of snap percentage. You know what I mean? Like, so like he definitely is getting more, and you see the decrease over the you know against Pittsburgh in Week Six, he had eighty two percent, sixty seventy two, sixty two, and now twenty nine. So it's like. The, the the numbers have been decreasing, you know, since the early part of the season where he was at 70, 80, 90%. Right. Um, so Fournette, definitely a sell. Sell him now before uh, the bad games start rolling in. I would dra- I would, I would buy Rashad White, honorable mention, again. Sure. It's a good buy. Could be a good flex option down the stretch. Good flex option down the stretch. There are your buys and sells. Kadarius Studio, Christian Watson, Travis Etienne. Sells, Najah Harris, Jeff Wilson, playoff Lenny. Football this weekend. Excited to watch it. Excited to get the full slate again. Sad I don't get to watch the Dolphins or the Bucks though. They're on bye weeks. Uh, that is sad. Enjoy your weekend. See you later, guys. See you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.